Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back once again to the best show in junior hockey. We would call ourselves the best show on ice, but we try very, very hard to stay off the ice because it is slippery and we both have very bad knees. But I'll tell you, a man who has the best knees on the show, but the worst back on the show, it's Dan Kay. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Lucas, my back hurts because I've been carrying this thing. You know, I feel like I feel like I'm putting the team on my back each and every week. But just kidding. We're excited. We've got a big time week ahead of us. We are getting closer to hockey season. That puck drop is oh so close. That ice is starting to freeze. You're seeing videos everywhere. Those lines getting painted. Those boards getting cleaned up. It's going to be hockey time soon enough. And with that time getting closer, approaching, coming near, we start to think about those big questions, about what we're all here for in the junior hockey world, in the, in the midget hockey world, as we work our way through our hockey careers as young athletes, what are we always looking for? We're looking for exposure. We're looking for someone to help guide us along that path. And it's why you listen to us each and every week. But now we bring you a new partner of the Dan K Show, Elite Junior Profiles. And this is a company that is not just doing big things in the game of hockey, but big things throughout the sporting world, worldwide, not nationwide, worldwide. This is an international craze hitting the sporting world, and hockey is a big-time hit because of one of the guys behind this thing who I introduce in first, Paul Peckman, a former Carolina coach in the USPHL, now sitting with us today to talk about his new product, Elite Junior Profiles. What's going on, Paul? Hey, Dan. We're, we're really excited to be here, man. I appreciate the opportunity. It is an easy one for me. Paul and I spoke last week, and as he kind of laid through how this product got started, what we're going to talk about as we get into this show, the selling points were there for me over and over and over again. And the most important thing I kept hearing was it was about the athlete. These are people behind the scenes that get it. And here's another guy who gets it who joins us today, Lane Houck, who might just be the most Famous man with the last name, Hulk, at the end of this thing. Because I'll tell you, this product is up and coming. And all lanes are leading to elite junior profiles. And and Mr. Hulk, how's it going today? I know you are somebody with skin in the game when it comes to your family on the ice right now in this junior level. How are you doing today? Doing great, Dan. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Nice to be with you and Lucas. Thank you. We are so happy to have you guys. We're going to let you guys sit for a second. We're going to let you relax, and we're going to get into our quick review section here because the parents at home know when we get in the road, Lucas likes to unwind at the end of the day, crack open like a $96 beer, and, and sit on the couch in the hotel room relaxing as we play some chill. Dan, on the other hand, is usually trying to unwind after his 18th cup of coffee. He's like Matt Foley getting ready for a motivational speech in the basement. With that in mind, we do our reviews. Lucas, what beer do you have for the parents at home this week? Well, I've got a beer that uh, is not necessarily available nationally. I did cheat on what I've been trying to do lately, which is to bring you some of the best beers that you can get almost anywhere. But I got a soft spot for Jersey, and I'm not afraid to say it. So I had to pick a beer from Jersey. Now, parents of the Philadelphia Hockey Club or the Jersey Shore Whalers teams, you'll be able to find this beer because it's from Tuckahoe Brewing Company in Egg Harbor Township, just a, a stone's throw away from where Dan and I grew up. This is an Imperial Coffee Stout. It's called the New Brighton Imperial Coffee Stout. Matte black label, uh, all black and white, so easy to find. 
This is a beer that I got as payment for working on another podcast. Uh, the second time I've been paid in beer um, and potentially not the last, uh, but this beer clocks in at 9%. So this is definitely kind of a 9%. Yeah. Ooh, no wonder it's $96. <laughs> He's earning it right there. Oh yeah. Well, you got to put, so you got to put in the work. That's, that's what this is all about. And uh, this definitely hits all the things I love. It's, it's really high quality coffee for those coffee lovers out there. This is not some some cheap coffee they added. This is the good stuff. You get a really robust flavor. You can taste a lot of the freshness that you get. And that smell when you open up that first vacuum sealed pack of coffee. That's what you get from this. And it's well-rounded, full-bodied. It's a nice stout base. It's not sweet. It's not uh, not soy sauce. It's not very clingy at the end. It finishes clean. It's it's bold on flavors, and it's it's definitely a beer that I'm going to uh, going to enjoy every ounce of that four pack. What's it called? It's called the New Brighton Imperial Coffee Stout from uh, from Tuckahoe Brewing Company. So this that is, one sounds delicious, Lucas. Yeah. I'll tell you guys, if you're worried about the 9%, I brought Lucas home from Maine for our uh, Dan Hodge interview a few weeks ago with the Twin City Thunder. I brought home a 16.2 ABV for him to try. That was a uh, bourbon barrel age. That was, that was a doozy. Yeah, that one, uh, that, that one will sneak up on you. And by sneak up on you, I mean run you over with a back truck uh, halfway through a podcast. <laughs> Lucas, give it a score here. What's that for your score? Uh, I feel like I have I have hit the sweet spot right now. I am I'm firing at all cylinders, Dan. I'm gonna give this one an eight seven. This this is just incredible, and I, I love it. I feel like we're we're hitting that that stride now. It's getting cold. Here come the stouts. I like it. I go to the coffee review. Everyone knows I don't have all the frills and words that Lucas has. I don't have what you would call a vocabulary. I have like ten words and I play the hits and I do them as well as I can. I got coffee here. I was going to, Lucas, I had to, I had to make the trip home back to the studio B, the old school studio, because it's my Duke's birthday tomorrow. So happy birthday to uh, Mrs. Dan K here, the, the mother of Dan K. So she, uh, she's going to be celebrating her birthday tomorrow. So I'm down here in town and I was going to review her overdone chock full of nuts coffee, but I've already done chock full of nuts. When we were talking to Lenny Childs of the Janesville Jets. So I grabbed a quick can from my local shop right of Starbucks cold brew vanilla sweet cream. And, and I'm not normally a sweet guy, sweet cream kind of guy. I'm not an RC like. I'm not putting seven milks in my coffee with like 86 sugars. You know what I mean? I man oh, up. Oh, you know? boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going RC style. RC, as we know, we chirped them pretty hard in the broadcast. And we had them trending on social media because of how many sugars you put in this coffee. And no one could believe it. But this was not too sweet. Had that nice vanilla flavor, a little bit of that. I mean, it tasted like this thing was fresh. You, you wouldn't have known it was out of a can. It was nitro as well. Nice, smooth, 7.9, right down the lane. If you're looking for a quick pick-me-up, grab that can of Starbucks Sweet Cream Cold Brew. Next week, Luke, I'm going to have my World Atlas Coffee coming back in. Remember, you can go to worldatlascoffee.com. And we also remind you that we are brought to you each and every week by our sponsor, the USPHL, the United States Premier Hockey League, the Premier Hockey League. They do a great job each and every week. You can find out more about them at usphl.com. But before that, we get to a new Dan K. Show partner. We get into a product and offering a website that is absolutely sweeping the sporting world. A couple weeks ago, folks, I saw 
one partnership announced. I, I saw Rum River and Mallard's partnership, and I went, hmm, who's this elite junior profile? So I started digging in a little bit. I started looking around, and next thing you know, it was popping up like wildfire, and you're seeing it's the people behind the product, not just the great product itself, that are helping this thing sweep the world by storm. We talked to a couple netminders two weeks ago that helped us get in touch with the great Paul Peckman and Lane Houck of Elite Junior Profiles. Gentlemen, let's get this thing started in the free spirit. Let's roll. <laughs> let's do this thing. So let's start here. Let's start, first of all, I, I mean, how did this thing start? Like ground zero, how did this thing get rolling and get running from the beginning? Could, could, who wants to feel that one? Is this Paul? Is this Lane? Go ahead, Paul. Well, what, what happened, let me give you a little, little backstory, uh, Dan, is that I, I actually recruited Lane's boys um, to from Tampa to come play for me in Carolina a couple of years ago. Uh, so we've been helping them through the process over the past few years. And how this thing really came about was one night we just started talking over uh, a beer, not so famous like Lucas comes up with, but over a few beers and uh, talking about, you know, he, Lane asked me, he said, listen, well, you know, why don't we just, you know, why don't you think about doing what you do for my boys? Why not help more? And, and, and then, then we started throwing some things against the wall and it came out that basically I wanted to help uh, as many kids as we could. Uh, you know, I, I, I've been through the process in my playing days, you know, some coaching that, that not everybody's a division one athlete, right? So, but there's plenty of opportunities to connect kids with good schools, higher level, uh, now we're talking about hockey world, higher level juniors, uh, to get them on the right path and get them that good fit. So how do we do that? Well, I'm fortunate enough that my partner uh, has all that knowledge and technology and, and has that background where he knew how to make it happen. And uh, so we just kind of put our heads together, came up with a game plan, and we were off and running. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll add on to that if you guys want. Just, um, yeah, so – you know, like Paul said, I've got two boys who are, you know, who have aspirations to play in college and um, play at the highest level of college hockey they can. And so um, being being that I was, you know, that's how Paul and I met, as he mentioned. So, you know, we, we were look, kind of looking for the tools and the resources that to help them. Um, I know how much more, you know, because I, I come from the online, the digital world, you know, in terms of my 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 main business, if you will, that 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 has helped kind of create this, but the, um, you know, we, we looked for tools. And so I got into NCSA and I looked at sports recruits and I looked at some of these other, other platforms that were out there that, that helped the player or student athlete from the online and digital world. Because one of the things that, that when Paul and I talked to other coaches, when Paul talked to other college coaches, one of the things that kept coming up was we'd ask, you know, coaches, well, what is it when you're looking, you know, to find out more about a player, what do you do? And over and over again, what we didn't hear was, well, I go to NCSA or I, you know, I go to sports recruits. It's I go to Google and I just type in their name. And uh, so that was one kind of insight was, you know, like, all right, well, we've got to we've got to make sure that these players and their profiles are really showing up in Google search, like on page one for their name um, as part of, you know, as part of this, you know, you know, building an online resume and online profile around yourself as a student athlete and standing out. The other thing that shocked me as I was doing the, the, the research as a parent was that, 
you know, only like 12 to 13 percent of all, you know, youth athletes or junior hockey athletes actually end up playing in, you know, an NCAA hockey. And then you got ACHA, which actually, you know, in hockey is, is you know, an add on there and maybe some NAIA. But, you know, the, the percentages are really were really low. And so, you know, there's a bunch of these players who are fighting for a fewer lot fewer spots. And so it was, you know, as we did the research, it was the ones who stand out and the ones who really, you know, take control of their destiny and are proactive with coaches and introducing themselves. And so um, we actually got into, I got onto an NCSA um, um, phone call with uh, a guy who had coached hockey and, and he just kept talking about the online profile uh, over and over again, you know, about how important that is to, to make sure that you have something like that to introduce yourself as a player or a student athlete to coaches, especially as you're trying to get to the higher levels and into the college. So we looked at this and we just said, you know, there's a lot of things that seem to be missing, even from an NCSA profile that a college coach actually wants to see. And there's some things that they really don't really care about. So we just got to work to kind of building maybe say a better widget, if you will, but a lot more affordable. We tried to make it a lot more affordable than what NCSA's entry point is and, and a lot less commitment, if you will. So that's kind of how we, we fused our, my own journey together with my boys, along with what, with what Paul was doing, his expertise and being a coach and knowing now, especially at the college level, what college coaches are looking for and being able to network and that, and that level, that's really what all these hockey players are looking for is how do I get to college? So um, providing parents and players, the resources, the knowledge, of how to do the, the non-hockey parts of it. You got coaches to help you with the hockey part, but the digital world, the profile, all of that, that's kind of a, was, was, there wasn't a lot out there other than NCSA, but it, it was, um, it was, it was, I know it's expensive and it's turned a lot of people, you know, away just because of the price point alone. Yeah. Now, now, Paul, I'm going to start with you here on this one, because what I like about kind of the yin and yang with yourselves is Lane, you kind of have that, that parents mentality right now with where you're at. You're watching it happen in real time and living through it. And Paul, you've been coaching here. You've been dealing with this on that side of the spectrum. And we see all the time, just some players that just go unnoticed. They, they may have the talent, they may have the skill and they just may not ever be found. There may not be the spotlight on them. They might not be playing in the right place at the right time. They may never get the right opportunity in front of the right eyes. Could you talk to me a little coach about, about from that coaching standpoint, how important is it to have a product like elite junior profiles to find a player and how can a player do more to be seen and make themselves more palatable to a college coach? It's extremely important, extremely important. You have to, like Wayne said, you have to be proactive. We stress that all the time um, because there are so many players now in junior hockey. Uh, there's over five, six thousand, and there's about three hundred and fifty spots at the NCAA level that are available each year. Okay, so what are you going to do to separate yourself from everybody else? Uh, and, and and that might now being a coach at Elon University, when somebody you know expresses interest in our program. My first question is, where's your profile? Do you have a profile, right? Is it filled out? Because the, the way that I look at it and the way that I talk to my younger guys at the U16, U18s is that, listen, fill it out and it has to be complete because no coach wants to see a half empty profile. Uh, and obviously if you fill it out, you, you obviously care about where you want to go. And, and that just gives more information for coaches that kid. Now, if you're playing for a coach, 
hopefully the coach has vested interest in helping you get to where you want to go. Okay. But if he doesn't, then you have this profile and then you can at least go out and, and try to connect and find coaches and you can send them the profile, which will have all the information that they will need to make, to get, get a real good perspective on who this player is. Uh, what can he do? Is this somebody that we're interested in, in going after or taking a look at? We make a phone call. Can I call his coach and talk to him? That kind of stuff. And, and all that information is right there. Uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, when we came up with this profile, uh, Dan, it, it was about we wanted to create a one-stop shop. You know, because when you, if you Google a player's name that has a profile with us, you will see it pop up near the top of the first page. And every other link associated with that kid is usually in our profile. So everything is right there. And I think that is, is so important, especially the world that we're in today. There's a lot of kids that are, are just scratching their heads. They have no idea what to do, where to go. Uh, well, this is the first step. You have to have something. This is your online resume. Got to get it out there. And that's, I love that. That's the kind of direction we're taking here. One way to look at this too is, is, is our platform is, is almost like a dating platform for student athletes and coaches, right? I mean, because um, we, we also want to help coaches provide, give them access to these great outstanding student athletes who take an interest in their future and their destiny and are interested in getting to college or getting to the next level because it's, we, we really think that probably at the U12, the U14 level, somewhere at that age group, especially in the other sports, because in non-hockey sports, you know, by the time they get to their junior year, now they've got, you know, colleges, you know, who are starting to recruit them in their junior years now. So um, in the, you know, U12 to U14, you know, age range, those student athletes that are taking an interest in their destiny and have goals and they have colleges on, on their radar, they have a profile that's really complete and filled out and can present it to a coach. Well, the nice thing is too, is they can also identify coaches directly on our platform because we, allow coaches uh, of any level to register on our platform for free. There's no cost. Our goal is just to make sure that they're an actual coach of a real program. And then when you're a registered coach on our program, on our platform, then you can see a, uh, an athlete's or student athlete's full profile. We obviously hide the, the important or personal information about the student athlete, parents, personal information, phone numbers, things like that, that you just don't want out there on the general, on the public site. But once you're a registered coach on the platform, then you can see a, a student athlete's full profile and actually be proactive either way, student athlete to coach or coach to student athlete. So it is kind of like a platform for them to meet. And now, now Lane, I mean, let's go to the parent side of this. You're going through it right now. You're watching your skaters go through the realm and through the through the ranks. And, you know, on Paul's side, Paul, we talked about it. You You went to prep school. You went to college. You played the game at a high level. But junior hockey has really taken over here, right? And it's become the way. It's become the path. And it's something that a lot of folks are still learning. A lot of people who maybe went the prep school route or went straight out of high school, or they're starting to really learn the junior hockey world. And, and how long should I stay? When should offers be coming? When should people be knocking on my door? And when should I be calling them up? Can you talk a little bit from your angle, just the experience and, and what this product's done for you already personally? 
Sure. Well, I mean, it, it certainly has gotten me well, well versed into the process, you know, and I, um, so, and that was really the, what the, the genesis or the catalyst of this was just going, all right, I'm going to pick this up and learn this process. Cause it wasn't like there was a manual or even a, you know, a, the junior hockey um, process uh, and workflow uh, for dummies, for parents, you know, I mean, um, it, so, and, and like you said, Dan, that, you know, the, the junior, the junior path just presents another layer of complexity and it's not like when, when my kids were, you know, Bannons and, you know, and midgets were, did we get some kind of like, and I, so my, you know, the, uh, in my path was we were down in Florida, like Paul said, you know, he recruited us out of, out of Tampa. Um, so my boys were skating out of Florida and, and we knew that if they were going to actually have a really good chance of playing at a good, you know, NCAA level or a good, good college, we were going to have to get out of Florida for, for hockey. So um, we began looking, you know, to get out of, out northward. And I think that's an important, you know, dynamic that some parents have to deal with. Like there are parents all over the country that are in certain geographies where their, their kids especially need profiles because of the geography. My, my kids, you know, they play double A with some triple A tournaments out of Florida. But we, you know, quite frankly, just didn't have the money with two boys in hockey to be putting them both in AAA and being off out of Florida to Michigan and Minnesota and New Jersey and New York, you know, almost like three times a month. It was just $20,000, $25,000 per player. So we just didn't have the budget for that. So we had to, we just, we played in Florida till we, we knew we had to move out. But I think that's a reality that uh, in a dynamic that a lot of parents have to understand is that if you're in Florida, you're in Arizona, these markets you do have to be way more proactive because bottom line is you're not playing in rinks where the coaches and scouts are five miles away or 10 miles away and can visit on a regular basis when they have some openings. So that was one dynamic, you know, just is going through it and going, all right, how are we going to get our boys on this path to college hockey? Because that's what they really, really want to do. Then you've got the different tiers of juniors that you got to navigate. And so, really, you know, for a parent, like you go, well, you know, how do I determine what, what, what level my, my kids, you know, should be at when it comes to tier three or tier two or tier one juniors, how do I get them in front of the right, the right people. And so navigating that whole process, I, as a parent sought out an advisor, just somebody who could help us, you know, who knew it. And so that's how Paul and I met. Paul just knew a lot about the sport and a lot about the process in junior hockey. And so I just, I learned a lot from him. And as we kind of learned together, we were like, man, there's like nothing really out there. That's, I mean, yeah, NCSA is out there and yeah, there's some profile platforms, but to really help parents and players navigate all the way through and kind of provide them some of the key tools along with providing coaches, the key tools, we just didn't see it out there. So that's kind of the genesis of how we, how we developed it. Let me just add to that too, is that because uh, the reason being is that, what, what people don't understand, too, is that hockey and juniors, uh, you're not going to play the NCAA level unless you're filling out your juniors at 20 years old. And, and most people don't understand that. That's a concept that is totally, uh, you know, foreign to them. You know, you're going to have to go through the process. Why? Because guys playing in college are 21 to 25-year-olds. So if you're going to go right out of high school and play at 18 years old, you're, you're going to be, uh, you know, it's men against boys. And it's very difficult to understand that. So, you know, everything that Lane has gone through, uh, that's, you know, that's the route. That's the route. His older boy will be playing for RC this year. Uh, he's 20 years old and, and he's earned that right 
to, to start uh, the, the going through the process and having coaches look at him and being recruited. And this is a big year for him. And don't tell RC about my joke about the coffee, all right? Don't, don't bring that. <laughs> you know, to capitalize on what, what, what Paul just said, too, for, for Luke, who's my 2000, this is you know, this, this upcoming season is his recruiting season, right? He's he's worked to, to have this now be – this is the year where – the D3 coaches are going to be looking at him, you know, and, and interested in because that next year will be the year he'll commit and go to, to college for as a hockey player. It's unique. Like Paul said, you know, other sports are doing it two years earlier, but you know, with, with COVID now, you know, it's like, you know, all that just is up in the air. Like now what, what's going to happen? Like maybe he only gets a half a season, you know, he's not sure. We're not sure. It's, you know, it's really out of our hands in, in many ways. So it also reinforces why he has to have an online profile and be really focused on the other pieces of the puzzle that are going to help him, you know, um, find the, the right match for him. And it's, that's even that is a, is a whole process, like identifying he's got a list of literally 30 to 40 colleges that it is his, you know, his SAT score, his his degree path that he wants to pursue. And now he's got to kind of narrow it down. And what happens if he only gets a half a season? It's is profoundly even more important in this kind of age of uncertainty with with regards to you know hockey and COVID. So this is why we this is why we let me cut you off, Dan. But this is why we do this is by being proactive. You know, if you do this two or three years ahead of time, or possibly four years ahead of time, you get on coaches' radars. I have 16, 15 year olds emailing me now about my program, okay? and, and if you're a coach, you'd be silly not to stay in communication with these kids throughout the year, and you're tracking them, right? That's part of the process, because something like this that happens that we're in, in the world we're in today, gets magnified 100 times over. Well, you know, I already have a good base of kids that I've been communicating with, that I've been following and watching, simply because they reached out and they were proactive. That's how RC found, you know, was really Luke. He was following Luke and Sean, you know, and, and, you know, tracked them for two seasons. And, you know, now Luke is you know, going to be playing for, you know, the Richmond premier team this season because, you know, of that exact process. Yeah. And, and you look at it, we get asked all the time and, and especially during this pandemic, like you brought up, it's, it's the idea of with the uncertainty, everyone asks, okay, how do we reach people? What do we do? What's, what's the protocol? And the, the thing I always tell everyone is the internet's your friend. The phone's your friend. I mean, you got to get out there. You have to, you have to be willing to kind of to work the phone lines. You can't be afraid because the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And if you're not putting yourself in the right places to be seen, then you will not be seen. You know, And, and sometimes it's, it's about the work that you're putting in off the ice just as much as it is what you put on on the ice. And you see what these coaches look for. And you, Paul, yourself, a guy who's been behind a bench, the guy who is behind the bench now, a guy who's recruiting right now at the collegiate level, you're looking for guys like you talked about who are filling out that entire program, the, the, entire, the entire form there on Elite Junior Profiles because the idea is you want to see someone who can see it through. You want, to, you want a guy who's thorough. You want a guy who cares, and, and those are the people who care. And this is something you should all be looking into, and it's something we're going to learn more about right now because I got to let the other guy talk because I, I know my name's on the show, but I steal a lot of the spotlight sometimes <laughs> and they say my head's big. And I, I always say, you know, it, it's a normal sized head. Lucas can't fit hats on his because he's got a Shrek sized head. I have a, nor, a, a normally large head when it comes to ego. 
And that is where I will turn aside. I will give Lucas the start of the Q&A, and I'm sure I will get overly excited and jump in and cut him off and start asking questions again. Let's go to Lucas Jones to start off the Q&A. Thanks, Dan. And, you know, for the longest time, I thought to myself, hey, I've got a pretty normal-sized head. And then we tried to put on the Dan K show hats that we ordered our first season and it fit every other hockey player. And on some, most of them, it was even too big and mine are all duct taped. And still to this day, they are duct taped together, but that's because I'm a practical guy. And Lane, that's why I think I want to start this Q and a with you, because as we've been introduced more and more to your product and to the two of you, we have been compared to one another where, uh, you know, in this partnership, there's always, the guy that's the the face of it, and then the guy that sort of uh, works more on the back end, works more on the the details of it, and and that seems to be where we have a little bit in common. So yeah. I want to I want to start with you, and I will preface this by saying what we say to every coach that we talk to: you don't have to give away the farm. We're not asking for trade secrets here, but I think it would be interesting to dive into a little bit of what makes elite junior profiles different from the, the technical, from the search engine standpoint, because there are so many avenues for players to, to go on. There's so many websites that try to be this compiler of information, but having gone through your website, you guys seem to have such a more complete picture of these players. So talk for a little bit about what makes this different from a technical standpoint, from a search engine standpoint. Sure. So we, we specifically built the profiles um, to be search engine friendly. Um, my background is that I, I have a digital marketing company and a separate um, marketing software company as well, uh, both of which, you know, um, kind of help power some of the back end of what we have at Elite Junior Profiles on our platform. Um, we, we have direct um, media publishing um, relationships with a little over 35 or so different uh, major media outlets across the country, which also provide a lot of power and juice to um, the profiles, if you will, when, uh, when we have a player who's, you know, really wants to be a little bit more proactive about, you know, um, just, you know, their, their profile and, and just putting out more positive things about them as a player. Um, but you know the the profiles themselves are are were built to be search engine friendly and were built to uh, to be indexed very quickly by Googlebot. Um, so there's I yeah I could I could spend probably too long of a time getting into technicals, but that's the that's the quick sh you know kind of um, short answer of you know why you see our profiles ranking right up on the top, usually the top three when you Google somebody's name, who's got a profile, if they've done anything with their profile in terms of completing it, which is another reason why we say complete it, because we want to actually give Google a rich data set of information of, about that player, about their name, right? Google recognizes a name of a person as an entity, just like it does a company. Um, they don't rec they, there's really no distinguishment in terms of entities are either businesses they could be people, they could also be places or things, right? So Google recognizes them all as entities. So when you have a unique name, let's say, well, I'll take my son's name, Luke Hauk. You know, if you put that into Google and you search that, Google's looking at it as an, as an entity. And so what we want to do is we want to provide Google by a rich data set of obviously really positive information about Luke, right? So that when a coach goes to uh, to Google and types in Luke's name, well, we can really influence what Google finds or what Google produces for that coach to see. 
obviously his profile with that rich data set is a very complete look of, it's basically like his LinkedIn profile for a student athlete. I mean, think of it that way. Yeah. And I, 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 Lucas, I, I, I hate to jump in over you real quick, yeah. but Belaine, I just want to let you know that felt like I was listening to Lucas on, on one of our audio <laughs> missions or broadcast <laughs> missions or traveling the country. When I go, how are we going to make this be this? And, and he explains it. And I look at him with a blank stare and I go, great, keep doing it. And then hey, I'm, at least I'm not the only one. At least I'm not the only one. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and that's it's it, it really is interesting to hear you talk about it in terms of, you know, sort of the ones and zeros of of how that Google search works. And I wanted to jump back to this direct media partnership because talking with Dan a little bit as, as he and I were talking through this, I thought this was the most interesting because right now we're sort of at no longer the crossroads. The, the digital road has gotten a little bit wider, I think, than the traditional media road at this point. But the traditional media road is, is still driving along with us. And the inclusion of those direct media partnerships with which, if I understand correctly, it's, it's local, local news outlets, local stations, things of that nature. Yep. Fox, ABC, CBS, NBC and some radio stations and they're different local affiliates throughout the country. Yeah, and and that's and so these these players when they have specific events when they have great games, uh, this information goes out to all of these local media outlets. You got it. Yeah, and and that's so cool because you know a, a lot of what parents talk to us about is they they don't they they almost don't know what to do right because a, a lot of parents are not as well versed in the technical side of things. They're still thinking in terms of newspapers in terms of local sports news at six right They're they're still thinking in terms of the traditional market and so you guys with what you've done you have created not just a just not two systems you've created one system that is a hybrid of both of these working seamlessly together yeah with a lot of seo or search engine optimization in the in the background really influencing this because ultimately we want that first page of Google to be influenced with very positive things about our, our student athletes and make those things that are positive about them really push them to the forefront and, and shine. And then, you know, like Paul said too, we want them to put links to their Instagram account, their Facebook account, if they have one, Snapchat, whatever it might be, and really put that out there because college coaches, as we know, they, they want to know. They want to know who are you really. Um, and so if you put yourself out there and you're not ashamed of it, then you know that you got nothing to hide. And that's if you make that easy for a college, you know, coaches are busy, They're, especially at the college level. They've got hundreds and hundreds of choices. You have to stand out from the crowd because the percentages simply tell us that 80% or so are not going to get that college spot that they were looking for or hoping for. Second, I'll give you a prime example. I had a college coach reach out to me a couple of weeks ago and he was looking at two specific players on our platform. One player had his transcripts inside his profile one did not it was it was as simple as that 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 could be the difference absolutely it's why we try to have the academic corner to try to give some advice as well and you know dan and i grew up in in the transitional age of social media where we were told that you know our first lesson was what's on the internet is on the internet right and and kids mm -hmm. nowadays they have grown up always knowing that and so the ability for them to take control of their digital presence is is something that wasn't available potentially 10 to 15 years ago uh, and now absolutely is. And speaking of of changes, Paul, I want to sort of shift to you real quick because, you know, you have this this rich experience 
behind the bench with the game of hockey. And I think one of the things that's most interesting is Dan and I always talk on the show about how the game of hockey, especially at the professional level is changing and it's changing from big physical guys to smaller skilled guys. And, you know, with the eight games a day that we're watching right now, we're, we're, we're getting that front and center. My question for you is, is according to you, how has the game changed, but sort of less from an on ice perspective and more of maybe that development perspective, because you've been developing junior hockey players and midget hockey players for a while now has the development process, the recruiting process, uh, the scouting process changed for you at all? Absolutely. It's uh, it, it's about relating to the kids and you have to be able to um, be able, you know, you can't coach everybody the same way. So you have to find out uh, what makes them tick. And that, and that was the purpose of us getting into uh, the disc player assessment and our profile that really shows the intangibles about uh, the players. And it's just the right fit uh, for our program. So, uh, you know, when, when you start looking, you, you you know, it's just like, you know, you, you can't have a, a full team of goal scorers. you got to have, you know, uh, guys that play all different roles, right? Well, you got to find out which which kind of players are you uh, are you being able to connect with. And, and, and if not, then what do you have to change? You know, you have so many different personalities behind the bench that you have to figure out how to connect with them. And, Equipment doesn't win championships. People do. Yeah, and so taking that disc, you know, player assessment is a huge tool. And and we had met a company uh, that's from Ottawa that actually teaches college coaches how to use the disc player assessment as a recruiting tool. And that's when the bolt went off. We looked at each other and says, well, we got to have this in our profile. And that's how that came about. Because when they take the assessment, it creates this report of, of 25 different pages of graphs and charts and, and really in-depth, uh, you know, worked tendencies, their, their behavioral style, their, their personality, uh, all the intangibles that, that are very, very important when you're recruiting because there are so many players and there are so few spots. And I think that that's how this is starting to evolve where, uh, you know, it's not like the old days where you just go and you just look for the best players and you try to get as many as you can in those days well. Now, guys, I jump in here. One of my favorite things that happened in real time while Lucas is going through things, I'm going to do research. And and I jump in and I search Coach Paul Peckman. I'm, I'm looking for some background. I'm looking for some more stuff that I might not have had that I might have missed through my first run. And what's the first thing I do? I click on the first link. I'm running through it. And I go, oh, wait, I'm back on EliteJuniorProfiles.com. <laughs> I'll tell you, that is in the moment, in action. Type in Paul Peckman and the first thing that pops up on Google. So if you want to see it in action at work, I mean, it just got done for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, guys. And now let, let's get into it a little bit. I want to dig just a little bit more into the player advice side, right? We have players and parents who watch us each and every week. I, I want to see kind of normally we talk with coaches or players and we ask them, you know, why pick? our organization why pick our team why come play for us in this case it's why make a profile and we're obviously selling throughout this whole thing as to why and it's it's an easy sell it's the idea of of putting your face and your name and your resume out there for an easy accessibility to coaches around the country and scouts around the country 
easy sell right there. But can you kind of tell us, I mean, what is, what's the biggest thing that folks might not know? What, what doesn't just stand out as to why this product is so important? What might be something that is kind of a, a hidden benefit that you guys have found as clients have started to come in and as players and athletes have started to sign up? I th- I'll answer first, Paul, I'll let you go second. Um, I think, because uh, it follows on what you were saying, it's, it's our, our disc enhanced profile. Um, you know, every player is unique, you know, but I have two boys. They are two very different personalities, right? I mean, they grew up in the same exact environment, literally on the same team, many, many different years, some different you know, years, different teams, but, but very, very different personality-wise in terms of how to communicate with them, how to connect with them, how to motivate them, how to discipline them. A, like Paul was saying, a coach has to, to know how to, how to do that, but a player needs to know that about themselves. And I think as a parent, it was really awesome to be armed with the information that a DISC assessment and DISC report actually provided me as the parent to go, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yep, that's Luke. Oh, yep, that's Sean. And that, it's, so it definitely connected some dots. And then and there were some things I'm like, oh, yeah, that reminded me. I got to really communicate a little bit differently with Luke than the way I do, do with Sean because they're just different personalities. So being armed with that information as a parent is really insightful. Um, and then I think it also helps a player really realize that they're unique, you know, and that's, and that's awesome, you know, and that's what makes up a team is a bunch of unique people who come together for a common goal, a common mission, a common, you know, um, uh, you know, purpose. But that I think is one thing that you, to answer your question, Dan, is what makes us unique and special is that, um, you know, shout out to, to, to Gordy and Mark from coaching to connect to, who, who, you know, kind of introduces, I'd actually used DISC profiles and DISC assessments in my corporate career um, many years ago. And so when I heard, you know, Gordy talking about, it was actually at, at RC's um, uh, training camp two years ago, it was like Paul said, the little light bulb went off because I just had, I had already used DISC in, in my corporate career. And I was like, this is perfect for student athletes and, and athletes who are both in the recruiting process and on their way to college, because ultimately coaches need this information about a player and what makes them unique and what makes them tick too. I'll tell you another thing, Dan, uh, that I think is what people don't seem to understand is, is what they, they all want, but they don't understand how it happens. And look at other recruiting platforms. Um, I'm going to pat my buddies back here a little bit. It's the software part of it. I think the, the exposure uh, that we create um, just because of the software that that Lane uh, has created for us. So uh, I think that is tremendous because people don't understand it. Whenever, whenever I go through a Zoom meeting with coaches and, and parents and players and we show them some of the things that we can do, uh, most platforms are strictly about videos and that uh, that's it. That's it. There, there is no... There's nothing else behind that. You know, you don't, you don't see anything. Well, why are you any different? Well, besides the disc assessment, which is to me the crown jewel of them all, uh, it's the software and what we can do and what we can create and that buzz and exposure and get them out in front of coaches that, that maybe they would have never been able to get to. And on the flip side is to help coaches be able to see more players that, that they wouldn't have been able to get a chance to see too. You know, I know coaches don't make a lot of money. The resources aren't always there. So how do we make that connection? And I think I think we've got something here. 
Yeah. And that's when you guys talk about, you know, seeing, seeing folks doing enough and not going past that line, right? Not running through that ceiling, not getting through that wall, waiting for a door to open with your product. I mean, it's the same mindset we had here. And it's Paul, it's what I connected with so much when we talked on the phone the first time with that idea of wanting to do more, wanting to go to that next level, wanting to go somewhere where other products haven't been able to reach. And you guys have reached it so well. And you don't just do it for hockey. And that's something I want to touch on because we have a lot of parents here who not everyone in the family, not all the student athletes in the household are playing the game of hockey. We have, we have women's soccer players. We have baseball players. We have football players. Can you talk a little bit about the other athletes in the household and how they could use elite junior profiles? I, I mean, we kind of touched on it, but can you talk a little bit more about what other athletes and other sports have the game from the site as well? Well, I'll, I'll take this one, Wayne, first. Now, I'll tell you because my son is a freshman in high school and he's a lacrosse player and he has a profile. Uh, it, it works the same way. There's no different. It's just, you know, the the, the, the seasons, are, you know, I mean, every other sport is the high school years, and that's what they're getting recruited at. Right. There is the there is no gap years like hockey. Right. So he's good. He's a freshman. He has this profile. Uh, and then we start building it from there. And and that's, you know, we've talked to many coaches in, in all different sports. And I wanted to gather up as much information on what they were looking for. Uh, and that's how we came to the profiles that we came to. Uh, but it, it, the approach is the same. Uh, you know, each each sport might be a little bit different. You know, there might be more technical in one in baseball. Some, you know, football might be in one area. But the gist of it for a coach to get a good idea of who this player is, what he can do, and is this somebody that's the right fit for our culture? Uh, should we make that phone call? Should we go see him? Right. From a technical perspective, what we did, Dan and Lucas, is. We basically interviewed, besides Paul's direct knowledge, we interviewed probably, I'd say, hundreds of coaches, college on down, um, and asked them what were, what, what were they looking for in a student athlete, and we found all the common denominators. And then at the same time, we looked at all the different profile platforms that were out there that had one profile or another, and saw a lot of, of those things that coaches were looking for that weren't in one or the other profiles um, platforms. And so we built a profile platform that really had all the, that checked all the boxes that coaches are looking for. And, and a lot of those check boxes were things that the other profiles didn't have check boxes on. And then we added, you know, disc to it and, you know, the media, the marketing, the SEO to it all wrapped up into kind of one deliverable. Yeah. And, and the, the, the completeness of it, the, the roundedness of it, the, the all-encompassing nature of what you guys doing is, is part of the appeal because, you know, things are so fragmented right now and, and, and it's hard to get control over your, your digital self. You know, I, I always yes. joke with, with Dan that I, uh, every couple of weeks, I strip more information out of my social media profiles because I'm going off the grid, uh, which we know is impossible these days. It, it can't happen. Um, especially when you're the color commentator for the day K show, pretty hard to get off the grid at that point. <laughs> but it, it is empowering to be able to then have an all, a one-stop shop where you can, you can have all these things, you know, check them all regularly, see what things are happening. Lane, I've got a question for you. And I, I want to talk to you from, I think the parent perspective here, because 
in the off season for the last five years, we've gotten messages from parents who are, who, like, I think you mentioned earlier are, are stressed out because they know their, their kid is enjoying the game of hockey. They know their kid wants to play at the next level, but as a parent, unfortunately, the, the stresses of that sort of fall to you, right? It's, it's worrying about where the money might come from for college or, you know, does another season make sense? Does it make sense to wait? Does it make sense to go here or there? So does having a resource like Elite Junior Profiles allow you to sort of offload some of that stress and enjoy the game more? Because I feel like that's something that we don't really talk about. We don't really talk about the the stress that it puts on parents. And, you know, you almost stop looking at it as a game and you, you, you're so focused on the technical aspects of this, where are they going to go? Where's the money going to come from that, you know, potentially sometimes you lose the fun aspect of it. Does having this resource improve your experience? The fact that you can enjoy your son's playing hockey a little more? Yeah, hundred percent. I think it can. I mean, I don't think it's the end all be all. I mean, obviously it's supplemented with great coaches, you know, that can help guide and advise. Um, sometimes that's hard to find. Sometimes you're blessed and you find a guy like coach Paul and, you know, uh, or somebody like him, you know, in your journey, but um, especially for those who don't have, you know, a coach Paul, I mean, obviously we've got a lot of, of his wisdom and the wisdom that we've gained together just uh, in this journey. And then along, you know, along the way, myself all kind of baked into, you know, the strategy, our platforms, the deliverables, we have an easy chat button on our website. So people can really uh, do a live chat, you know, during business hours, Eastern standard time. Um, but you know, we can, we're easily reached. So we, you know, I mean, Paul talks to a lot of people and we, that's our goal. I mean, our goal is to just help parents and players make it a little bit easier and provide a, a very simple, but unified place to put their, their data and also give them a, the, the ability to really, you know, hook up, match up with, with coaches at that next level that we tried to complete the cycle really. And I think we've done a good job and we are, we're now in that implementation stage of that completing that cycle, which is helping coaches really use our platform for recruiting and use the disc enhanced profile with the disc you know, assessment on each player to really be a better coach so that they can really know more about their players, be able to connect with them better. Um, and we, we provide them actually team summaries and team reports, uh, with, you know, the disc uh, system um, that we have. So um, uh, we think this, the cycle was really completed with that, you know, for sure. All right, guys, last question before we get to the academic corner with Lucas and then move to our parting words. I got to end with this. I'm looking at the website. We were kind of talking through it. I know you've talked with the Jamaican hockey team. I know you've talked with the you with Ugandan sports. Like, when do you guys sleep? Uh, do you guys ever sleep? I mean, how is this coming together? You guys are worldwide right now throughout the sporting world and you see partnerships from all walks all likes you've got junior hockey leagues throughout the country signing up right now you get the dan k show involved with you guys i mean how have you done it how have you put this together well it's the, it's the beauty of social media right you can connect with with any sport uh anybody uh at any time now it's just worrying about the time difference and, and, and that's really the issue, uh, just trying to figure out the right times. And you know what? Sometimes, yeah, there's, a, there's a, either early morning the Zoom calls or there's a late night Zoom calls. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, if somebody's interested and they need help and they want to they uh, help their program and their players, then uh, that's what this is all about. It's helping the players. 
uh, you know, get more exposure and uh, you, know, you, gotta, you gotta get up early, you gotta go to bed late, then so be it. That's the name of the game right now. And part of it is on the marketing side, we do LinkedIn marketing to coaches and, and to, to people in the sports world that are, are connected all over the world. And some of that's automated and some of that is, is you know, you know, human led or, you know, um, human controlled, so to speak, but it's, you know, some LinkedIn marketing. And so part of that, then, you know, we've been able to connect with people all over the world, Dan, and, um, you know, proactively through some of the automation, the messaging and, and things that we do on LinkedIn. And then, you know, that creates an inbound, you know, response that comes to Paul and then Paul connects with them and Zoom or something else. And, you know, and off we go. And so it's led to some really unique opportunities. We're actually doing some things, uh, you know, um, from a, you know, a donation standpoint, some of the, we're providing free profiles to disadvantaged kids in Uganda. Paul, what are the countries? I mean, you have them better. Cameroon, Cameroon is the other one. Cameroon, Uganda. Uh, you know, and we, we're looking for ways to help kids that are, you know, uh, you know, we've, we, uh, we offered all, um, girls at a, an all girls tournament last year, the opportunity to get a free profile during the week of the tournament. We really will have a, uh, a passion to help the, 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 the women's girls sports, you know, really blossom and grow as well. Um, and that's kind of one of a, another unique niche that we've, that we've had. Paul's done some great work with, um, uh, with, uh, we've actually got Taylor Winskowski who now plays in the N, is it NWHL, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, as a partner with us as well. So. I absolutely love it. I'm telling you what folks, if you haven't signed up yet, get over to elitejuniorprofile.com. That's elite jrprofiles.com lucas i feel like i feel like oprah with her book club right now i feel like if i had a big sticker <laughs> with my face on it which i actually just got those in i would put it on the website but then it would only be on my computer i'd ruin my laptop wouldn't be a good choice but this is this is a dan k show stamp of approval if you folks want to know more you get to that website you got questions for us about it you reach out that's dankshow.com as well and, and i'm telling you Ladies and gentlemen, parents at home, players at home, obviously, obviously you have to get the job done on the ice, right? You're not going to make a profile and just automatically be the next Sid the Kid, but you need to be seen. That talent on the ice, that hard work in the classroom off the ice needs to be visible. There need to be the right eyes on it. And the only way to do that is to put in the work. Make that profile, fill that thing out, EliteJuniorProfiles.com. And with that, we talked about the educational side. We talked about that hard work off the ice and the resident smart guy on the show, the guy who understands the difference between parity and parity, is here to talk to you about his academic corner because junior hockey is not just about what happens on the ice. Thanks, Dan. And this week, I've, I've got a little more of a general tip. I think for the folks at home, we've gone through quite a bit this year already in just a, a couple handfuls of episodes. We've talked about the benefits of, of reading more newspaper articles and books that you haven't read. We've talked about the benefits of drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, reaching out to, to teachers and making sure that you are seen in the classroom. Now we're talking about getting seen digitally. So I want to sort of give maybe my little biased tip of the day here, because my educational experience comes from a double major in history and political science, two years of teaching economics and philosophy in high school, and now tutoring almost everything under the sun. And, and my advice to the students at home is to be good at a little bit of everything. And I know that the focus these days 
is on STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. I know that the focus is on these sorts of huge, big money-making careers. But I, I think one of the biggest pieces of advice is that I gotten or I had gotten from, uh, from an advisor in high school was major in something that you can do and minor in something that you will love, which is why I minored in philosophy and majored in history and political science. The minor is just as important because you need to be a well-rounded person. So you, if you're going into a STEM field, if you're going into accounting, business, a math field, an engineering field, make sure you nurture that other side. Make sure you learn about history. Make sure you learn about a little bit of philosophy. Make sure that you learn about all of the other aspects of the, the culture of the world because we are such an interconnected global society. The internet has connected us all as, as Paul and Lane have said, reaching out across the globe to different athletes. So there's really no excuse now to not be a little well-versed in almost every subject. Take a few hours a day, read a couple of articles from the world section of the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. When you take your college classes, make sure you include a few world history courses, a few American history courses, throw in a philosophy or logic course in there, it will only help you further down the road to become a more well-rounded and balanced person. Lucas, yet again, another great academic corner. I always feel like you're kind of shouting it at me because of my educational background. Look, I got a master's degree and I still don't remember getting it. That's what happened, okay? It was a blur. <laughs> I worked hard, I'll tell you that much. Somehow the GPA was good. But I was playing college baseball. I was coaching college baseball throughout the Masters. And, you know, it was it just it happened for me. And, and I made it through. And for some of us, I tend to be one of those fly by the seat of my pants people. I, that was how I was as a student. And when I got to college, I kind of gradually got a hang of getting ahead of things and, and really doing my work up front and not procrastinating. But through high school, man, Lucas will tell you, I wouldn't have passed French class if I wasn't peeking over his shoulder. We were in the same French high school class. And, and it was... Uh, I have about six French words I can say correctly, and none of them are said in the right order. With that, though, we go to our final portion of how we end every show. It's our parting words with our awesome guest this week. First, though, we go to Lucas, who is always super verbose in this. Lucas, your parting words. Beautiful. Beautiful take from Lucas. I mean, after that academic corner, who, how much more could he have to say? With, with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off here. Since, since I went, we kind of talked about the yin and yang here. We talked about the Lane to Lucas comparison to Paul to Dan in terms of how these products have come together. Lane, I'll go to you first here, and, and I'm going to ask you for your parting words for the folks at home, those parents and players watching around the country. All right. So um, as we've talked to and we've even interviewed lots of college coaches, the one thing that I heard every single time was they really look at the character of the, the player, the student athlete, right? So um, in my parting words, I would say that I have learned very much, and I believe this in life. I went, you know, I grew up in a household with a dad who was law enforcement and I went in the military. And so discipline and character really matter. And I've tried to raise my boys with that, but um the the person so character matters and the person that you'll be in five years will be determined by the books you read and the people that you're around i love that that is some solid parting words right there lucas you should be ashamed of yourself okay <laughs> that's how you do it 
that's how it gets done. Incredible work there. And now we go to coach. We go to Paul Peckman. And can we talk to you? Can we get your parting words here for the day show? I, I want uh, I want players to really take a look on everything that they're putting out there for coaches to see. And, and it's, it's extremely important in this day and age and, and social media. Uh, be aware of what you're doing, what you're posting. Uh, if you have any aspirations of playing at the higher level, Coaches are watching you, so be smart about what you're doing. Um, you know, to piggyback on Lane, you know, your character uh, is very important, and that that gets magnified ten times over by what you post. Uh, they want to see what you're doing away from the rink, the field, the court, whatever it may be. So be smart about what you're doing. Absolutely awesome, an incredible show. My parting words each week they coincide with our guests. This week, instead of a word, I'm going to use a quote. And this is a quote that I had. I'll tell you, I'm going to age myself right now, chiseled on the back of my iPod when I was playing college baseball. And I'd look at it before every game. And it's a quote from Reggie Jackson. And it didn't come off great at the time. But it's, I'm the straw that stirs the drink. And what this product is, folks, it's the straw that stirs the drink for junior hockey players and student athletes around the world. It's it's the idea of we can, we can put all the right mixins in there. We can, we can put it all together. But if we don't stir, we have a jumbled mess. We have it all there, but we don't have the final say. If you, if you make a cake, you got to ice it. If you just got a dry cake out there, the thing might taste beautiful. It might look beautiful, but it ain't going to look like a cake until you put the icing on it. And that's what we're looking for right here. And that's what you have to be looking for as a parent, as a player, as you try to navigate the junior hockey world and, and the most one-of-a-kind junior hockey world we've existed in. We're, we're dealing with a pandemic. We're dealing with COVID-19. We're dealing with rink closures, rink openings. We're dealing with where can we play? When can we play? How can we put this together? And as we deal with this, I remind you all we're dealing with it together. This is a group effort. It is the entire hockey world handling the same issue. This isn't one-of-a-kind. Nobody is an outlier here. So you have to be a squeaky wheel. You have to get that oil and have that Reggie Jackson confidence out there sometimes. You know, put yourself out there, put the spotlight on you because the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And there's no better way to squeak than with Elite Junior Profiles. That is www.elitejuniorprofiles.com. That's jrprofiles.com. I'll tell you, I already saw it in work. I already saw it in action. Guys, gentlemen, we thank you so much for joining us this week. And we're so excited to see where this product goes. This thing's going to sweep the world. Awesome. Thoroughly enjoy it. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, guys. Right. Appreciate you. You want to watch more Dan K show? You can find us Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere you get your podcasts for audio. You can also head on over for our video podcast, youtube.com. You can go to the United States Premier League for our weekly shows with them, or you can go to the Dan K shows youtube.com page as well. You can find some of our bloopers. We got some fun stuff there. We got content. We got games from the past there available at all times. When Dan K is on a mic, it's always hockey night. www.dankshow.com to learn more about the show.